feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. The Democrats just don't care, and they are bringing in big money. Act Blue, which is a very far left-leaning group, has raised, get this, $28 million, 28 million bucks since the Supreme Court leak happened on the Roe v. Wade opinion. So the Democrats are using this as one big fundraising tool. Is that what it's all about? What do you think, everybody? You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Enormous money coming in, and millions came in within 24 hours of the Supreme Court leak. That's how fast that they use that as a fundraising tool, and it's already been in ads all over the place, saying, look at what the Supreme Court is doing, showing the signs of the protests, showing the messages from various people around the country. And again, far left-leaning groups are raising millions upon millions of dollars and saying, this is what we're going to be using to galvanize ourselves for November. And by the way, speaking of what's been happening in terms of protests, it is getting really much more ugly out there. We have seen now a couple different protests that have been taking place outside other different individuals, not just Supreme Court justices. Of course, we have heard some outside of Justice Sam Alito's home. He was the third justice to be bothered at his house. Take a listen to some of the protesters that were there. And then they went a little further. Imagine this outside of your home in a residential neighborhood. Take a listen. I am mad as hell that my rights are being eroded by a Supreme Court whose main objective is based on religion. And I am a heathen and their religion shouldn't dictate to me. And what do you want Alito to know? I want Alito to know, keep out of my vagina. That's what I want him to know. Keep his religion out of my vagina. I make a decision for my own vagina, not him. And now there are protests planned around the country. And Senator Susan Collins also had a nice little message written in chalk outside of her home. Can you imagine? That's not a threat whatsoever that you're sitting there, you're in your house, and you wake up and there's a message written in chalk outside and it says, Susie, Please, Mainers want, Mainers, citizens from Maine, want WHPA. Vote yes. Clean up your mess at her physical home. And the Democrats aren't condemning this. The White House is not condemning this. And the Department of Justice is not condemning this. This, to me, is so over the top. And it is so irresponsible 
And Senator Tom Cotton earlier today and a number of other senators came out and basically said, you know what, if there is something that happens in terms of, like, say, a Supreme Court justice is hurt or somebody's assaulted, something happens, he said, guess what? It lies on the Biden administration. That's basically who's going to be to blame. That they are not condemning it. They are not telling these protesters because guess what? They're using it as a recruitment tool, as a fundraising tool. And take a listen to this exchange with Chuck Schumer because reporters were asking Chuck Schumer, what do you think about it at all? Aren't you concerned as a senator? Now you got Susan Collins being basically bothered in her home. And also, you've got also now a number of justices bothered in their home. Don't you think it's responsible for you, all the Democrats, and blanketly, and also all of the justices, all of DOJ especially, to come out and condemn it? And listen to his, he just thought it was like kind of a funny thing. You think it's funny if someone shows up at your house? To me, it is outrageous. It is irresponsible. It's horrible. And all the Democrats, starting at the very top, the president, should be condemning it. And the Department of Justice, head Merrick Garland, who couldn't wait to go after parents, calling them terrorists, remember, domestic terrorists, when they were speaking out about critical race theory. Now you don't hear a thing from Merrick Garland. And this is an obstruction. This is absolutely a violation of law. There is a federal code that says you cannot protest near a judge's home. And yet Merrick Garland is not enforcing it. He's not doing any of this stuff. To me, it is absolutely outrageous. It is shocking, and it's absolutely irresponsible that he is doing that. I mean, how the heck could you ever, ever construe that this would be appropriate under any shape or form? There's just no way. It is absolutely irresponsible. Well, take a listen. Here is Schumer thinking it's actually really funny. This is Chuck Schumer when he's asked by a reporter about it. Take a listen. Are you comfortable with the protests that we saw outside the homes of Supreme Court justices over the weekend? If protests are peaceful, yes. My house is, there's protests three, four times a week outside my house. That's the, uh, the American way to peacefully protest is okay. And I've been, that's my wife. Sorry. Um, maybe there's a protest outside. But so, so as long as they are peaceful, that's, that's okay with me. That's okay with me. It doesn't matter if they show up at my house. No big deal. They show up at my house all the time. I mean, how outrageous and how over the top that he would actually think it's kind of funny. Oh, no big deal. They basically show up at my house. Not an issue. Not a problem. Guess what? I doubt they show up at Chuck Schumer's home home and actually sit there and say vile things and shout at him and shout at his family. I doubt they actually basically, you know, shout at the top of their lungs so maybe he can't even sleep and bothers the neighbors and does all these other things. They probably have done it at some point. And I don't agree with that at any time, by the way, whether it's Republican or Democrat, there should be none of that. To me, that is absolutely outrageous and it is absolutely irresponsible. And when I see that, I'm just shocked. I am so horrified and I am so disgusted. And the fact that he's like laughing, 
Like there's something kind of funny about it? Like there's something really kind of, ha, 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 no big deal? Imagine if you're Susan Collins and you walk out of your home and you see in writing somebody puts in chalk, basically, you know, protect us, save us kind of thing, and says, you know, guess what? I know where you live. I mean, if that is not an ominous sign, I don't know what is. And to me, that is so over the top. There has to be some sort of form of decorum. And clearly, that is lost with these Democrats. And now we know why, because they're seeing it as a big fundraising tool. They're seeing this as an opportunity to get tens of millions of dollars. It's only been a week. And as I was mentioning to you, Act Blue, which is a very far left-leaning group, has already raised $28 million in a week because suddenly people are saying, okay, we need this. It's like the Black Lives Matter group, remember? Everybody was donating to the Black Lives Matter group during the protests and all those other things. So they're seeing a formula that worked for them before, and they're saying, hey, let's do it again. This, to me, is so concerning because what it means is they probably don't want these protests to stop. Not only are they not condemning them, and that includes the president, that includes everybody else, not only are they not doing that, they're doing worse. They're basically saying, come on in, no problem. And when they're asked about it, it's like, well, you know what? Yeah, we believe in peaceful protests. Next question. Are you kidding me? Can you imagine if they were protesting outside of Sonia Sotomayor's house or if they were protesting outside Elena Kagan's house? Somebody like that, one of the liberals. There is no way in heck that the Democrats would sit quiet. If it happened even for like five seconds, they would be raising holy heck. And that's what bothers me. As an American, the hypocrisy is outrageous. And justices need to feel safe when they are there doing their job. It is a form of democracy. It's the highest state of democracy. And yet these justices feel like they can't do anything, like they're not allowed to do their job, basically, or they got to do it in a cocoon because they're now suddenly so worried and they're so panicked. And now they've got to worry about their family, like maybe moving their family. Alito apparently had to be moved to an undisclosed location after they went outside of his house. To me, all of this is so disconcerting, so troubling, and to me it's also so un-American. You know, we have to be able to protect our justices. We have to be able to protect all members of Congress. We have to be able to protect these institutions that are designed to promote democracy. What are your thoughts, everybody? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And I'll talk to you when I come back. The Rita Cosby Show. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Well, you had to be a big disturbance, not a big shot, because that is what's happening to Supreme Court justices around this country, and especially the ones that are living near Washington, D.C. First, they give out their home addresses, these left-leaning groups, which to me is so over-the-top and so inappropriate. 
and so horrible and so shocking. And that alone should be illegal. And in fact, uh, Senator Tom Cotton, and we're going to talk about him later, he also is pitching legislation to basically, if you put out the address of a Supreme Court justice or a judge, he says that should be illegal. And I say bravo to him because that is so over the top and it is so, so, so horrible. So not only that, now we're seeing these protests all over the place. And as I mentioned, I think the far left is now seeing what they believe is a formula for their success, not for the country's success, but for their success. And I'm referring to specifically, remember all the riots that we saw in the summer of love, summer of 2020? There were 574 riots. They caused $2 billion worth of damage. And during that time, there was so much destruction. There was so much loss of life. There were thousands of people that were injured. There were deaths. There were police officers that were hurt. There was so much destruction around this country. And yet, a lot of these far left-leaning groups, well, they suddenly were getting a big influx of funds. Take a listen. I want to play a little bit of Lori Lightfoot. Take a listen to her. Well, I think everybody who saw uh, that draft opinion has gone through uh, a range of different emotions. Um, But we can't just be angry. Uh, We've got to be intentional. Uh, We've got to be dedicated. And that's why I'm calling upon uh, fellow elected officials across the country, and particularly uh, my fellow mayors, to join me in making the pledge that we made today, which is a justice for all pledge. And fundamentally, it reaffirms um, Chicago um, as a welcoming city, a city that doesn't discriminate, and a city that's going to stand with women. So Chicago's a city that's going to stand with women, and that's the cry that we're going to hear across the country because that is clearly the rallying cry. And now take a listen. They are taking it one step further, as I said. During the Black Lives Matter protests, there was so much violence and so much destruction by them and other groups And listen, there were a lot of people out there peacefully protesting, but there was a lot of rioting and a lot of damage and a lot of violence. And these left-leaning groups gained tons of money. And we know what happened to a lot of the Black Lives Matter money because it's being investigated now for tax issues. Remember that big, expensive $6 million mansion that the head of it finally admitted that she used also for personal events? I don't think that's why people were donating to the cause. And guess what it looks like? Very similar type thing now where they're getting an influx of funds to left-leaning groups as a result of these protests. And who knows where else this is going to go. So if that is what I think is the motion right now, I think this is what they're looking at and seeing a pattern of success. That means they're probably not going to stop anytime soon. And they're probably going to get worse. And that is really, really scary. Case in point, we just talked about Lori Lightfoot, of course, is the mayor from Chicago. And Lori Lightfoot has now, I think, really, really shown utter hypocrisy. She put out a tweet this week, and this is stunning to me. She said, to all my friends, basically, in the LGBTQ movement, the Supreme Court is coming for us next. This movement has to be a call to arms. If that's not irresponsible in a moment 
where people are very, very deeply concerned. There are, you know, motions on all sides. Tensions are high. And you have a Chicago mayor in a city known for gangbangers and tons of crime calling for call to arms. This, to me, is so reckless, so irresponsible. Can you imagine if Donald Trump said, hey, I want a call to arms, or if Senator Tom Cotton or Kevin McCarthy or any of these people said, I want a call to arms, you could bet that they would be calling for their removal, the Democrats, the next day. And yet we have a mayor of one of the biggest cities in this country saying a call to arms. This is a call to arms. That, to me, is so irresponsible, and that should be condemned. And then she also said, hey, guess what? Chicago is basically, she calls it an oasis. Everybody, if you want to get an abortion, come to Chicago. It's a call to arms and come to Chicago. Take a listen to this kind of basically visitor's pitch. And if you look around Chicago, we've got a number of states that have the so-called trigger laws that would ban abortion upon the reversal row. So we've seen a substantial increase already And we're expecting, frankly, um, an explosion of new cases from women in Wisconsin, Missouri, uh, potentially Michigan, Indiana. Um, I think the list is long, and Chicago is going to be an oasis um, in the Midwest, and we've got to be ready. Um, So this is a start and not an ending, uh, but it is absolutely a time for us to rally together um, and make sure that we reunited and not turning back the clock on women's lives. Wow. So it's a call to arms like a tourism bureau. You know, that's like a message that you say, hey, you know, uh, come visit uh, Phoenix. You know, come visit L.A. It's an oasis. That's how she is now billing Chicago as an oasis for abortions. I I mean, boy, what have we come to, guys? And also the call to arms saying this is a call to arms. Imagine If a conservative had said that, that is outrageous. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to JC in Pennsylvania on line three. JC, your thoughts? I got a a couple of things. Let me get through it. So Mrs. Lori Dedbrook, okay, uh, she's asking people to come there. Okay, so these poor women are going to go to try to get an abortion in Chicago. They'll probably go walk down the street, get raped, get shot, get robbed, and get murdered in that beautiful, wonderful city. This is all contrived. It's all planned. All these people, they sat around. They thought this whole thing out. This is like Operation Mockingbird. This is mind control. The first step is the abortion. The second step is the LBGTQ, and they're going to keep pushing it. They're, They're funding a war chest. And if people have gone crazy, what about humanity? If people, they have lost their humanity. That woman is saying, saying get the religion out of my vagina. The other person, there was a woman last week on YouTube. She's, she's yelling at all these, these women. She goes, if you got to get an abortion, you better run to your abortion clinics right away and get that basket out of you. It's unbelievable. These people are sick. There's no humanity. No humanity whatsoever. And Merrick Garland and these people, they're not, they're not, they, they sick the FBI on the parents at school board meetings, but they're not going to sick the FBI with all these people that are, they're just taking over 
This is ridiculous, Rita. You're absolutely right, because the hypocrisy is unbelievable. And I'm really worried, J.C., too, that things are going to get heated. I mean, look how bad it is already that they're going to different people's homes. Now they've gone to a senator's home. They've gone to three Supreme Court justices. It makes me wonder, like, what is the next step? And I hope it stays peaceful. I don't like the fact that they show up at their home. But I think it's a powder keg ready to explode. And it's just like, you know, when we saw even with the Black Lives Matter protest, J.C. And, J.C., thank you for the call, too, very much, too. It's always great to hear from you. Um, But, you know, after all the Black Lives Matter protests, when they first started, they looked peaceful. And I think there are people out there that were genuinely, you know, protesting for, you know, for civil rights and issues that are passionate to them, doing it peacefully. And then it got really ugly really quick. And the minute it got ugly, it kept getting ugly, and it got uglier and more dangerous. And that's why I am really concerned, and that's why it is so irresponsible of this president not to condemn it. We're going to continue with your calls after the break. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back to Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, where we honor our great law enforcement, our men and women in uniform, a powerful story. This one coming out of North Ford, Connecticut, for a hero cop. And this is not the first time, by the way, that North Brantford, Connecticut police officer Kristen was there during a residence time of need. This is a powerful story where Officer Kristen Fitzgerald was honored with an award for her life-saving response last month on April 22nd. That day, she and members of the fire department responded to a call and a resident was unresponsive and the person was resuscitated by the officer. It said in a post that the team response between the fire department and police department and the communication team saved a life. And thanks to their great training, coordination and quick response, the police department said thank you to all involved going above and beyond to save this resident. Well, get this on that social media post that the police department put. It turned out that Officer Kristen Fitzgerald has apparently done this quite a few times before where she's been a lifesaver. And a number of people posted other messages right below it, including this one. I love this. Someone posted, Kristen will always hold a special place in my heart. She responded to my house on July 18, 2020, when we found my dad unresponsive in the bathroom. Then somebody else wrote, this officer is tops in my book. She held my hand for one point. She held my hand 1.5 years ago when I broke my ankle in different directions and the fire department wasn't there yet. She also helped my 85 year old mom cope during that very difficult episode. How cool is that? So an outpouring of support for Officer Kristen Fitzgerald who has been honored with the life-saving award from North Ford, Connecticut, 
and apparently has saved many, many lives in her career. Bravo to all the great men and women in law enforcement who do this kind of work each and every day. Well, we are talking about the situation outside Supreme Court justices' homes, and now also Senator Susan Collins getting somebody writing a message outside her home in chalk uh, that she said was very threatening to see that message in her home. Where do they draw the line? These far-left groups are really going over the top. They're not just stopping with justices. Now they're going to others. They're going to senators. Uh, You know, I mean, at some point, they have to stop, and they should stop already. I don't understand why the Biden administration has not taken upon itself to say this is completely irresponsible. These people, first of all, it's illegal to be picketing and protesting outside judges' homes, let alone the Supreme Court justices' homes. That is against the law. Merrick Garland, his attorney general, He should be ordered or he should do it on his own account. He shouldn't even have to be told this. He should be stepping in and saying no more. We will start arresting people. And you know they would do it if it was conservatives. But for some reason, they're ignoring these. They're ignoring that they are protesting, saying vile things in front of the homes of the Supreme Court justices against federal law. So Merrick Garland is allowing the protesters to break the law, and Merrick Garland and the Biden administration, they together are turning a blind eye. And that is very dangerous for America, and it's dangerous for the justices, it's dangerous for democracy, and it is totally out of line. And they should have done it from day one, said this cannot be tolerated. This is not appropriate. Yet the double standards are so blatant. Here is Mitch McConnell talking about the double standards within the Department of Justice. Remember, they couldn't wait to go after parents, calling them domestic terrorists. And yet when people are protesting and screaming outside the homes of Supreme Court justices and also sending Molotov cocktails into pro-life groups in Wisconsin and writing in chalk outside a senator's home in Maine. Oh, okay, that's not enough. Take a listen. The left is set out to harass and intimidate sitting judges as they consider a pending case. It is an attempt to replace the rule of law with the rule of mobs. Attorney General Garland's Justice Department was quick to treat the concerned parents of America like potential domestic terrorists. But curiously, I haven't heard any announcement about how the DOJ may handle these intimidation tactics aimed directly at federal judges. Yeah, nobody says a word. And to me, that is outrageous. They should be condemning it because it's the right thing to condemn. You don't want this to get out of hand because it could get out of hand very quickly. It's already out of hand, but I'm talking at getting to the point where it's, you know, somebody throwing something, somebody shoving somebody getting to the point where there's, you know, a family member comes home and suddenly somebody surprises them, something happens. I mean, this is a formula for disaster, and I'm very, very concerned about it. But mayors and Democratic members of Congress and this administration, for some reason, it's crickets. We are hearing silence. And that, to me, is absolutely shameful. And in fact, 
as I mentioned, Lori Lightfoot's using it as basically like a, a tourism ad. Like, hey, come to Chicago. It's going to be an oasis for abortions. And guess what? In New York State, also Letitia James and a number of others came out and put a statement in support of amending the state constitution in New York to ensure the right to an abortion. And also basically saying that if somebody comes to New York, even if they're out of state, they're looking to find funds for them. So come on into New York. Great place for sunshine and great place to get an abortion. I'm waiting for the billboards. You know, I mean, this is crazy. It's like, come on in. And then Lori Lightfoot, again, takes it one step further. She says this is basically a moment has to be, quote, a call to arms. This is really dangerous, inflammatory rhetoric. And to me, this is so despicable from a mayor. Remember, she was blasting everybody. And remember when there was the uh, all the uh, mass grabbing and all the mass thefts that were taking place in a lot of department stores? Remember what her answer was then? Well, the department stores should have better security. She blamed the department stores, remember? And she's also the one who wouldn't call on, you know, uh, non-African-American reporters. She, you know, basically was saying, I'm only going to call on African-American reporters. I'm only going to be talking to them that we need more representation, African-Americans. And so I'm going to focus on you. I mean, some of this rhetoric has been unbelievable. And now here she is saying that this moment has to be, quote, a call to arms. Can you imagine again if Donald Trump had said that in any shape or form? Or if any Republican mayor had said that, and she lives in Chicago, I think there's enough arms already in Chicago. She doesn't have to call to arms. They already have enough arms there, sadly. There is so much crime and so many problems in Chicago that she doesn't have to call it. There are already tons of guns and tons of crime on the streets there. She's got a big problem. That's not the city. Any city you should be calling for a call to arms. That's irresponsible regardless. But in a city like Chicago with skyrocketing crime, that's just salting the wound. That is horrible. Take a listen. Here's a little bit more of Lori Lightfoot because she's also going one step further. J.C., who just had called in, was saying that the Democrats are using this on every level. Not only are they saying this is going to be a woman's rights taken away. They're also saying this is going to lead to a removal of LGBTQ rights. This is going to be segregation. They're saying every single right that any individual basically ever had is on the line if you don't vote for Democrats. Boy, are they like inflating this because all this would do, again, if it does indeed hold, because it's just a draft, but if it does indeed hold, it goes back to the states and then the states decide. But they're saying, no, it's the cancellation of abortion. It's a cancellation of every single right you've ever had. Here is Lori Lightfoot blowing it all out of proportion. So we think that this uh, five-point pledge is critically important for us to rally around um, in this fight, um, not only to save women's, but if you if you look at that draft opinion, you look at the appellants uh, briefs and the amici and support of the appellants, they're going after every right um, that has been recognized that arises from a right of privacy, uh, whether it's a right to contraception, uh, the right uh, for same-sex marriage, interracial marriage. I even saw some idiocy over the weekend where folks were arguing that we should go, they should go next after Brown versus the Board of Education. 
I hope these folks um, overplay their hand, but we can't sleep through this, which is why it's an important call to action. And here she says a call to action. In her tweet, she says a call to arms. What's your reaction to a mayor of one of the biggest cities in America that has one of the biggest crime rates in America that is exploding? And that is what she says. This moment is a call to arms. And she's seeing protests across the country right now and more planned this weekend. There's supposed to be a whole bunch of them this weekend. How irresponsible and shameful and completely out of line for any public official, anyone to be saying that, let alone a mayor of a major city riddled with skyrocketing crime. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Let's go to Susan, line six. Susan, your thoughts. Well, hi there, Rita. Um, we just got to, you know, keep ourselves grounded because when we see these people are completely out of control they're a very small minority many of them are being paid uh i believe to um you know be out there um and just you and know, by the way susan to, i'll let you continue yeah, but yeah. you bring up an interesting point it would be interesting to see do they get paid? Because we heard in like some of the other prior protests that some people were getting paid. They were certainly getting bailed out, so they don't have anything to lose at least. But there were reports of maybe some people getting paid if they showed up or getting free this or free that. It'd be interesting to know um, if they are getting paid. We don't know that. But if they are, I wouldn't be surprised. And who's paying them? What groups are behind it? And and Susan, did you hear what I said before at the beginning? This is stunning. Twenty eight million dollars for this group called act blue act blue it's a, basically a far left-leaning group and they have raised close to 30 million dollars in a week as a result of this leak and showing pictures of the protests and talking about the protests and you know getting everybody up in a fury okay well you know what that 28 million dollars is they might as well flush it down the toilet because the vast majority, it's not even a right, left, Democrat, Republican thing right now, because the facts are coming out that uh, about uh, that people want uh, more people want some restrictions um, on abortion. Uh, you know, uh, this thing of the, uh, having a baby potentially not even up to eight mo- months or to the day uh, that they're full term. There is some uh, potential that they can uh, do it. So how do you have an abortion after the baby is born? So I think the more that they show themselves and Mayor Giuliani, I don't even know if I got this point out, that he said this is a federal crime to um, petition or intimidate. It is. Kind of a judge. It is. But the problem is they're not instituting. It's 18 U.S. Code uh SS 1507. That's what it is. But they are not instituting it. That's the problem, Susan. They could throw the book at these people because they it is definitely a crime what they're doing, yet they are not doing it. And just as you said, um, there are people if you look at some of the latest polls, Susan, a lot of Americans, you are correct. You know, some of those if you say, hey, what do you think about overturning abortion? Um, are you 40? You know, it depends on how you phrase the question. If you say, OK, after 15 weeks, 
or up until the time of, of birth. I mean, there's so many of these que- layers to it. Many Americans, most Americans, feel there should be some form of restrictions on abortion after a certain period of time, as you're talking about. But the problem is, again, Susan, these groups are not saying it. They're making it sound like abortion will never be legal under any shape or form in any state in America if this leaked decision holds. And that is not the case. It's just going back to the states. Then the states will make a determination That is democracy. They will decide at that point. But there's no indication that it's going to be banned in 50 states. I mean, that that is an outright lie. The problem is that's what they tell people, and people believe sometimes what they hear. And they're clearly getting riled up, and it's a fevered pitch already, Susan, and it's only been one week. Go ahead, Susan. Well, also that that there's not supposed to be any taxpayer uh, dollars going to this. And then that makes another layer of what people need restrictions. I already thought it was against the law to have uh, tax dollars go to this. And, you know, so actually it's kind of good in a way that it's all coming out. And if they want to be the violent ones and the lawbreakers, then they are just outing themselves as to what and and we do need to find out if they're who's paying if they're being paid which they were in the past i believe this is the same crowd they're using the same playbook and we need to just like stay solid and we have to have our own listen even if we just do it grassroots people we can get out there and we can influence and i think by the way i do think that Republicans have to get the message out and make it very clear, just as you're saying, that it is not an overturning of abortion rights, that it just goes back to the state. Just as you said, it needs to get out there clear and crisp and concise. Uh, On the other hand, you don't want it to lead to violence. And right now, tensions are so high, um, you know, and you see these people already in a fury and you know that there's going to be massive numbers out there this weekend in these different protests in major cities across the country. And unfortunately, that's sort of a formula for disaster. You know, any security guy will tell you anybody in law enforcement, you know, when you suddenly have tons of people on a passionate issue and some of them are not being told the full story or, or don't see the other headlines that you and I are talking about. They only see one thing and they hear it's all gone and it's because of these people. And here's their home addresses. Uh, You know, that is a really dangerous place to be. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. Susan brought up a good point. Are they paid actors? Do you think that some of these protesters are paid? Are they genuine? And what do you make of the fact that this Act Blue group raised close to $30 million so far just on the protests and on this leak? Where do you see this headed? 1-800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And you are listening to the Rita Cosby Show. By the way, in the next hour, we're going to hear some comments from Judge Esther Salas. And her case is one that rocked the nation. And it was on July 19th, 2020, when an assailant targeted her home. Uh, A judge, a federal judge based 
in New Jersey. And remember that case where they came into her house, uh, a guy who was upset about some of the, quote, ladies' night rules that were going on. He was said to be an anti-feminist, obviously a troubled individual, shows up at her house, opens fire, kills her son, injures her husband. She's downstairs in the basement. And she is outraged at what's happening to the Supreme Court justices and that their addresses are out. She, by the way, was appointed by Barack Obama. She just says this is not a Republican issue. It's not a Democrat issue. It is a safety and an American issue. And she certainly has the authority to speak out on this topic. And we're going to hear her comments after the break. We're also going to be talking a little bit more about this case and what's been happening just in general with all of them showing up, all these protesters at the homes of Supreme Court justices and a number of different bills that are out there because Senator Tom Cotton, for one, a Republican of Arkansas, came out with a bill basically saying you are not allowed to publish a justice's or a judge's, uh, you know, justice is a judge, but it's the highest court justice, but their home addresses, that is going to be a crime. He says beyond just showing up at their house, which, by the way, is a crime, too, as we've been talking about, but also to publish their addresses, he said, should also be a crime. And he is calling on Merrick Garland to make sure that both of these things potentially be enforced and right now pushing for the bill to go one step further to protect these justices and to protect democracy. And we're going to talk about that also coming up in the next hour too. Elon Musk says, guess what? President Trump, when I buy Twitter and he's expecting it's going to go through in the near future. But when that happens, he says, come on back, President Trump. He is saying that President Trump is welcome and that he would lift the ban on Twitter that's been in place against President Trump. So we're going to talk about that. And speaking of President Trump, President Biden, all he can do, everything is blamed on the MAGA crowd. Remember, he called it the most extreme political movement in American history. Well, now today, when he was asked about inflation, he's like, Well, the MAGA crowd is, you know, they want to raise your taxes. The MAGA crowd doesn't want to raise your taxes. President Trump's people definitely don't want to raise taxes. It is such a bunch of hogwash, but it just shows that this president has Trump phobia. It's like everything is MAGA. Everything is MAGA. It's like, you know, inflation, it's MAGA. This problem, it's MAGA. This problem, it's MAGA. It just shows that he is clearly worried about President Trump in terms of his crowd coming out in November and supporting his candidates. And also what could happen in 2024. We're going to talk about all of that in the next hour and a lot more. Meantime, let's talk about what's going on, sadly, with Supreme Court justices. And now also Senator Susan Collins of Maine, who also had someone visit her house with a message. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Norm in line two. Norm, go ahead. Your thoughts. Yeah, hi Rita. Um, yeah, the, these protesters are not protesters. Okay, they are they are paid Antifa actors. Um, their their protests are too uniform, like union rallies. Their signs are pretty much all the same. Um, yeah, I, I just you know the, the Democrats' approval. This is the and and plus that they're the same demographic types that show up that try to disrupt my anti-mandate rallies. I mean, I've seen, I've seen these people before. It's not like I can, I mean, just the, the age, um, they're mostly white. <laughs> they're in their twenties. Um, yeah, I just, I don't, 
I don't really believe this is uh, individual people just showing up randomly. It'd be interesting um, to prove, by the way, Norm, it'd be interesting to prove if that is the case. Who's paying them if that's true? Again, we don't know that, but if it's true. And also, who's behind it? Is it George Soros? Because he seems to be behind a lot of these things these days, the soft on crime DAs and a lot of other stuff. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. Are they paid protesters outside these houses? Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. You're listening to the Rita Cosby Show, a seasoned reporter, a guy who's the news editor for the Daily Signal, said that the protests outside of Brett Kavanaugh's home that he witnessed were some of the scariest things he's ever seen. He said it was clearly an attempt at intimidation. And he said, I didn't see Justice Kavanaugh when I was out there, but my hope is that he wasn't home. My hope is that he was safe with his family somewhere else. Because it was genuinely one of the scariest things I've ever witnessed. Watching these people yell and scream, trying to change one of the most important votes in history. How powerful is that to hear that from a seasoned reporter? And by the way, you know I always love to read your comments on the air. And I was just looking at a comment from one of our great listeners, Sal, who listens all the time. And we love Sal. Sal tweeted in to me, and by the way, I always listen to your comments and read your comments also. I love your calls, everybody, but also you can get a hold of me on Twitter, at Rita Cosby, and I also love reading your comments on the air. And uh, Sal wrote that the hardcore far-left pro-abortionists are going to some point go to the wrong house, get stupid with the wrong person, and then it's going to get dangerously serious. That's a really powerful point, Sal, because not only... I think, is it reprehensible to clearly show up the Supreme Court justices' homes, these protesters that are scaring this reporter, this other reporter from the Daily Signal who was out there. It's scary to go to any house and suddenly have a whole swarm of protesters. What if it's the wrong house and it's somebody who's armed and thinks somebody's breaking into their house or doing something like that? You don't know what's going to go on. This is really, really scary And that's why this needs to stop and it needs to be condemned. And giving out justices home addresses is completely irresponsible. Case in point, this horrible case that happened with the U.S. District Court judge in New Jersey, Esther Salas. Esther Salas, you may recall, she made so many headlines, sadly, when on July 19, 2020, an assailant targeted her family at their home. And it was a guy who had appeared before her in a lawsuit, shows up then at her house, 
He opens fire, killing her son, seriously injuring her husband. She was in the basement at the time of the attack. She wasn't injured, but obviously was deeply traumatized and still is. And the loss of her son, her husband seriously injured. The guy then, a 72-year-old guy, he was an attorney, turned out. Roy Den Hollander uh, was found dead from a self-inflicted gunshot wound a little bit away. But how scary is that in this climate that that guy was able to track down, wasn't happy with this judge, shows up and kills her son? So today she spoke out. And again, she was appointed by Barack Obama. This is not a Republican judge. This is someone who was appointed by then-President Barack Obama. And she said she is so troubled by what she's seeing right now across the country with all of these protests because of the Roe v. Wade leak. She says it is going to get really dangerous, and this is not good, that this needs to stop no matter what side of the political aisle you're on. Take a listen, because she was pleading today saying judges need to be protected. Well, we need to act now, and it needs to be from both sides, Republican and Democrats, independents alike. We need to do something to protect the judiciary, and we need to do it before another tragedy befalls some family. I live with the fact that my only child, my only child, Mark and I, we had one child and four miscarriages. We no longer have Daniel on this earth. We no longer have our son. And why? Because I was doing my job. How sad is that her precious son, Daniel, killed by a crazed guy who was upset with her presiding over certain cases. And this is exactly why when emotions are running high and there are unstable people out there, you should not be giving out home addresses or do anything to make judges any way accessible or their family or anybody else like that to these people who are crazed. And right now, emotions are running high. There are people out there that are protesting, shouting some really vile things. I think it's okay for people to be peacefully protesting. I want to make sure I make that clear because I am not against peaceful protest. I'm a big First Amendment person. I'm a big supporter of, you know, being free speech, people peacefully protesting. And when I saw those protests across the country in 2020, remember, all those protests at first, some of them were you know, contained and were peaceful, people with signs, shouting, making comments, but fairly peaceful. I said, that's America. I didn't necessarily agree with a lot of the things they were saying, but I said, that's America. And that's the beauty of this country. Imagine if you do that kind of thing in a China or Iran or a Russia. Can you imagine if you went down the street of Russia right now and you said, uh, Vladimir Putin is a blank. I promise you, you would probably last about two feet. And I bet in, like, Iran, you'd last about two inches, you know? They would either throw the book at you or you wouldn't be able to speak another word again. And so that is the beauty of America, that we're able to speak and express our views. But when people are showing up at homes and writing messages and throwing Molotov cocktails into pro-life headquarters, we have really lost it. And this judge is perfectly... You know, I think on message and certainly knows, given the horrible loss that she endured. And she says, this isn't about the First Amendment. Take a listen to what she said. This is well beyond safety. This is well beyond anything else. This is about democracy on the line and making sure judges 
can practice and practice safely for themselves and their family. And we need to understand that public debate has a place, and that's in the public forum. It does not have a place in front of justices or judges' houses. And we have to understand that is not a First Amendment issue. That is just, quite frankly, what is needed in order to protect our rule of law. And Senator Tom Cotton said today, you know what? Just like Sal was saying, these protests could erupt and get much worse awfully quickly. They are a powder keg. And when you have that many people out there and you've got such high emotions, it's a formula for disaster. Take a listen. Peaceful protest across the street at the Supreme Court is one thing. But to go to the home of a sitting judge and to protest a case in front of that judge is beyond the pale. And it's going to raise the risk of genuine violence. And he reminded us all about what happened to Steve Scalise, Congressman Steve Scalise. Remember when that crazed guy showed up on the ballpark when the members of Congress were doing their baseball games? And the guy who was a Bernie Sanders supporter showed up and opened fire, nearly killing Steve Scalise, injuring so many people. And remember that moment. He said, you know what? Things get heated. People are deranged. And you should not, you know, you shouldn't be in a position right now where you allow this to just explode because then it's going to be too late. Take a listen. Remember, just a few few years ago, a crazed Bernie Sanders supporter tried to assassinate dozens of Republican congressmen at a baseball field just a few miles from here. He almost killed Steve Scalise, shot him and left him crippled for many years. It is time to take these threats seriously and enforce federal law, which forbids protesting outside the home of a judge sitting on a case. Yeah, they absolutely should make sure that these judges are protected. You don't put out the addresses. You don't show up at the House. It cannot be tolerated. Protest peacefully. Do these organized protests. Go to a park. Do an organized march that's done, contained. But the minute you enter into someone's home or you get out of hand, that's it. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Chris on Line 8. Go ahead, Chris, your thoughts. Rita, how you doing tonight? Uh, I've wanted to call. I've always been afraid to. Uh, these these are some very disturbing. Hey, wait, people. wait. Why were you afraid to? Why were you afraid oh, to all this time, Chris? Nervous guy, nervous guy. I'm not not a public speaker. But these are some disturbed people. You look at the eyes. Look in the eyes of some of these people that are in, in these places protesting. These people are vile. They're they're scary. Um, all the protests that we've had in the last few years. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, these left-wing NGOs need to be investigated as terrorist organizations. It amazes me how these people show up at the drop of a dime, signs, chants, everything's ready to go. Uh, and, and even in, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, the Democratic establishment is complicit in all of this. And as far as I'm concerned, it's all terrorism. When you go to a sitting Supreme Court justice's house, and, and God bless Governor Yunkin. I don't mean to get distracted, but he did the right thing. He will protect the justices that live in, in Virginia. Well, he has but, uh, to. And by the way, Chris, not to deviate, but you brought up a great point about Yunkin because Yunkin, of course, the governor of Virginia, also Larry Hogan, uh, the governor of Maryland, because those two states, we know that a number of the justices live there, according to their addresses being put out there. 
Um, Youngkin said, yeah, he will, but yet he hasn't done anything yet. Um, I do really wish it came down all the way from Merrick Garland because it's the absolute right thing. It's clearly a violation of federal law. And I do hope that Youngkin does remove them if Merrick Garland doesn't do the right thing. Although, you know, the problem is going to be, Chris, and this is where it gets really kind of dicey because Youngkin, say Youngkin sends in law enforcement to remove them. They know it came from Youngkin. These protesters are so, you know, angry and they say, oh, this is conservative. You know, Uh, you know, that's when things could get really kind of dicey. I really wish it was Merrick Garland doing it because then it comes from the, quote, Biden administration. But even I just worry how they're going to handle any law enforcement coming in. And that's why it's important to stop it now, because if you don't stop it now, Chris, and say, now the number is, you know, quadruple or tenfold or even more than that. I mean, it's just starting. And this is, you know, we're only uh, in early May, guys. You know, think about what it could look like come November. I mean, there's already these discussions. And there have already been some groups where there's been thousands, you know, already um, in a number of locations. But it could be a lot even this weekend in some of these different cities. So you suddenly send what, 100 law enforcement in, they're not going to be happy, no, almost no matter who sent them. And that's that gets a little, I'm, I'm worried for law enforcement, Chris, but that's why you got to contain it before it gets bigger. Out of hand. But these people don't realize this is not going to end abortion. This is just stating the fact that Roe v. Wade was unconstitutional. It will go back to the states. The people in the states will decide what they want for politicians and laws. I'm in New Jersey. It's not going to change here in New Jersey. You can get an abortion up to any time. And that but the problem is, just... Chris, they only hear certain things. And, right. and, and you and I know that. It's just going to go back to the states and different states, like you talked about what's in New Jersey and in New York and in a number of other states. Um, it's not going to change. Other ones, they'll have even voters decide. I mean, there's so many layers to this, but they're not hearing that. They're hearing it's the end of abortion rights. It's the end of, you know, uh, you know, it's the end of, uh, you know, uh, equal rights. They're saying gay rights are on the line. You know, uh, you know that the, and there's segregation. They've even thrown that word out. I mean, they are going by so many leaps. They're they're first of all going well beyond what even the leak represents, as you aptly described. But they're saying every single right is on the line, and these people are like, what, 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 what? You know, they're just getting riled up. They're not listening to what you and I are saying. Yeah, what the Democrats are putting out there, Chuck Schumer, Mary, or Lori Lightfoot. Uh... Nancy Pelosi, Kamala Harris, just all of these people, what they're telling you, the lies, the flat out blatant lies that they are telling the American people is just astonishing. It is. And it's frightening and it's dangerous, too. I mean, that's that's the issue, too, Chris. It's not it's obviously like you said, it is a lie, but it's also a really dangerous lie. And, you know, I worry what's going to happen if something happens outside, what if the justices came out or what if like a family member came out and said, hey, please leave. And then suddenly 300 protesters come around them. And, you know, even if it's not intentional, things could get out of hand. I mean, you it, you know, it's just it is a cauldron and it's a tinderbox and it's an accident waiting to happen or worse. And that's what really, really concerns me right now. And it's just it's it's a it's a violation of law. And why is this Department of Justice led by Merrick Garland who, in their own information, they were very upset 
about the parents protesting. And in fact, there was just, you know, writings that many in the media obtained where they basically said there needs to be special protection for officials. There needs to be extra, you know, security for officials. That's how they felt about parents speaking out about critical race theory, like in Loudoun County and some of these other counties across the country in Virginia and elsewhere. They were so worried about a school official being harassed by a caring parent who was concerned, but they're not worried about protesters shouting some of this horrible, vile stuff outside a home of a conservative justice. That's the reason, because it's a conservative justice. But you know if the shoe were on the other foot, they'd go crazy. I mean, it is so transparent, and it is so irresponsible. And I think, sadly, it's also so, so dangerous. Chris, I'm glad you got over your fear and you called in, and you got to call back in again soon. It was great to hear from you. And everybody, when we come back, we're going to continue with your calls. Beyond Chris, 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. This is The Rita Cosby Show. going to get you. That seems to be the message basically coming from, I know it was close to it, <laughs> close to it, but I do, I'll miss you <laughs> close to it as we're listening here on the Rita Cosby show. I usually get it pretty close to it, but we are talking about the issue, sadly, a very serious issue of what's been happening with the protesters outside so many of these homes. And what I think is so shameful with this leak from Roe v. Wade, the draft opinion since then, as I mentioned, Act Blue, this far left-leaning group, has raised close to $30 million. They are using this as a big fundraising machine. Sounds a lot like Black Lives Matter, remember? Well, Jen Psaki, the White House, very similar. Remember Remember during Black Lives Matter, many people were asked, don't you want to condemn these protests where people are burning in the street, looting businesses, beating cops on the head? People are being killed and injured. And remember, Kamala Harris said, you know, no. And she even was supporting the fund that was bailing people out. And then also Bernie Sanders group was doing the same thing. They were some of the people with his campaign were supporting the Minnesota Freedom Fund. And then in addition to that, Nancy Pelosi, I'll never forget this moment. There's Nancy Pelosi. It was Capitol Hill. And she's asked, you know, what's your message to the protesters? The answer should be stop, be safe, be respectful, stop. She didn't do that. She said they're going to protest and they're going to keep on protesting and they should. My jaw dropped. But that's what we're seeing now. Take a listen to Jen Psaki, still the White House press secretary for a few more days. She was asked, what do you think about these protests outside the high court justices homes? She didn't condemn it. Take a listen. So I know that there's an outrage right now, I guess, about uh, protests that have been peaceful to date. And we certainly continue to encourage that outside of judges' homes. And that's the president's position. And that's the president's position. No big deal. Not to worry. 
We like peaceful. No big deal. That's his position. Let's move on and let these people riot and protest. Who knows where this is going to go? And that's why, because emotions are so high. Let's go to Michael on line one. Michael, your take about all this. Hello. Hi, Michael. You're here on the show, on the Rita Cosby Show. Go uh, ahead, Mike. Yeah, yeah, I have something to say. Uh, first of all, I don't know why uh, the, the governor of Virginia doesn't do anything. You're saying that so what, he, he's unable to? He, he, he commands the actual guard. No, no, no. I, I didn't. I actually didn't say that. What I said was that, first off, uh, Merrick Garland, who's the you know head of the, he's the attorney general, the federal, he should step in because it is a federal crime. Yes, the Virginia governor can. I'm just saying that Garland, first and foremost, should. But if he can't, then I do agree with you that the Virginia governor does have jurisdiction and he should. I'm just saying it would be a lot better if law enforcement that will get sent comes from a Democratic administration because these people are clearly Democrats, most of them that are out there protesting. It just would maybe not create as much tension. I think they're not going to be happy to be removed. And that's why it's important that they do it now versus having thousands of people outside their home and then trying to do it. You know, that's all I'm saying, Michael. Well, no, but I wanted to add, uh, add also about the fact that the Catholic churches were having some kind of a problem. And I don't mean to say this. I don't want anybody to get offended. But I'm confident, being my live in New York City, that if anyone tried to get into a synagogue in New York City uh, or a group tried to disrupt a synagogue service, there'd be 50 police officers on them. Yeah, okay. and you know, and you know what's happening, Michael. Thank you for the call because you bring up an important point. Because churches are having their services disrupted, and now many churches are getting security outside of them for that reason. We saw a lot of it last weekend. But you're right; it's not just homes. People are crossing the line everywhere. We're going to continue with your calls. Rita Cosby is on. Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we honor our great military men and women, and of course, also their incredible families. A powerful story coming from Ohio, where a 91-year-old man, Clifford Corey Jr., sat quietly as he was honored for his service to his country during the Korean War at a ceremony at Carrington Park in Ohio this week. His wife, Dorothy, wiped away tears as he was presented with several blankets, a pin, and certificates of commendation. He served in the U.S. Navy from 1949 to 1953. After graduating, in the Ashtabula High School class of 1949 and a director of a veterans group there in Ohio thanked Corey for his service and reread his oath from when he joined the U.S. Navy, detailing the sacrifices Corey made while serving. And he further said, quote, you were willing to put your life on the line and we are forever grateful. One of the blankets, by the way, that he received included a picture of himself from his military service time, and his wife, who's been married to him now for 28 years, said she didn't know him from that era because she met him later, but she says she wished she had. Well, now we all know who he is, and we're all very thankful for his great service to our country. And how beautiful that at the age of 91, 
he is able to see his service recognized and appreciated and for his family to also be there. Well, these people fought, of course, for freedoms in this country. Freedom of speech is one of them. I'm a big supporter, again, of freedom of speech. But I'm extremely concerned when I have seen these increased protests that have taken place around the country now, outside the home of Supreme Court justices. The latest one, of course, first night, you know, we saw the ones that were outside Brett Kavanaugh's home and also the Supreme Court Chief Justice John Roberts. Then they went back to Kavanaugh's home as if one time wasn't enough in the same night. And then last night, they went after Sam Alito's house. They also went to Senator Susan Collins, who's a senator, longtime senator from Maine. She's actually a pretty moderate senator, too. It's like anybody is fair game, it seems. And they have really crossed the line. And that's why I keep saying it is important that they clamp down and clamp down now. And Senator Tom Cotton, Republican of Arkansas, says... This is just such a blatant double standard because there is a federal law. I keep bringing up there's this federal law. It is 18 U.S. Code uh, uh, 331507 is the exact one. And it basically says that you cannot pick it or try to influence a judge's decision near his home, near his residence, uh, near his place of work, actually, quite frankly. But they kind of allow an exception, of course, by the Supreme Court because they can't really tell protesters not to be there. But listen, the decision hasn't come down, and they're out there. They're clearly trying to influence judges, and they're going to their homes. And now they're also going to members of Congress. Where is this going to end? I mean, this is getting really scary. And it's obviously a complete double standard, because Merrick Garland could step in. One of the callers was just calling in, asking why isn't Governor Yunkin stepping in? Well, the first night, Governor Yunkin didn't do anything. But now Governor Yunkin is basically saying in the last day or so, because he's governor of Virginia, of course, that he has the authority. By the way, Larry Hogan, I contend, the governors of all these states, if these protests happen and they're crossing the line, they have the right to go in and they need to kind of do something soon. If there's ever a lesson from the summer of love... And I say that with the sarcasm, the summer of love in 2020, when there were all these protests around the country, if they were able to clamp down sooner, they might not have gotten out of hand. And remember, even when President Trump had talked about trying to send in the National Guard or doing, oh, oh, no, what, you're doing it on peaceful protesters? You know, and it was like, and then suddenly there were all the flames and everything else was going on and all the chaos was going on. And then, like, for an example, when the NYPD started to clamp down at first. The protesters didn't like it. Finally, they were able to, of course, get a handle on all the protests when finally de Blasio let them basically do their jobs. But to me, it is just unbelievable. So you can't let it get so bad before you let law enforcement do their job and try to clamp down on these people. Otherwise, it will be so out of control. And so Larry Hogan, yes, can step in, but let's hope Merrick Garland steps in. But guess what? Senator Tom Cotton points out there is such a double standard here because the Democrats want these mobs because they want to get them inflamed. They want to get them. They're using them for fundraising. They're getting tons of money. And they also want to see them get out to the voting booth. They need something because this president is tanking in so many different areas in terms of inflation and economy and how he's handled Ukraine, all these areas. And now they see this as an issue to galvanize fundraising and galvanize voters. Take a listen. Here is Senator Tom Cotton talking about the utter hypocrisy. When parents went to a public meeting in a public building 
to voice their concerns about their kids' education, Merrick Garland sick the feds on them. Now you have protesters marching at the private homes of Supreme Court justices about a pending case, and Merrick Garland is nowhere to be seen, refusing to enforce federal law evenly against uh, members of both parties. For that matter, could you imagine what Merrick Garland and Joe Biden and the New York Times and CNN would be saying if it were large pro-life protests outside the home of Justice Sotomayor, Justice Breyer, Justice Kagan, which would be no more appropriate than the protests we've seen the last few nights from these pro-abortion groups. They would go absolutely crazy if they were outside the liberal justices' homes. Well, Senator Tom Cotton also says that if you look at the tea leaves, that these protests and this extreme behavior and the double standards, that voters are going to remember it come November when it goes to the voting booth. He says that voters have just had enough and that Democrats will pay a dear price in November. Take a listen. Here's uh, Senator Cotton talking about that. The last thing we need to do when we have 40-year high inflation is to be spending another $5 trillion we don't have. The $2 trillion the Democrats spent early last year is one of the main causes of inflation. When you're spending more money on fewer goods, which we're still lacking because of supply chain shortages, it is simply a law of economics that you will have rising prices. And Americans feel it at the pump, at the grocery store, when they pay their bills, and Democrats are going to feel it on Election Day. And Democrats will feel it on Election Day. So do you think that this will backfire on them? They're using this as big fundraising tool. Do you think this will backfire on Democrats? And how concerned are you that things are going to get out of hand? I am, because you see the Chicago mayor, Lori Lightfoot, calling for a, quote, call to arms. And you're hearing about more and more protests organized across the country. And so far, Merrick Garland is doing zero, zero. You have not heard from him. He's not doing a thing to stop the protest because they don't want to stop the money from coming in. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Eric, line one. Your thoughts about all this. Uh, hey, Rita, I just want to register my disgust at this whole thing. This is, this is, this is what I consider organized crime. It's organized protests um, the, from the, the attorney, from Merrick Garland standing down. Um, it's just disgusting. It's, this is just this – is, this is Antifa and, and BLM riots again. Uh, you can't go to school. Uh, you can't go to church. You can't go to your job. But it's okay if you go to these protests over here, you know, and, and you agree with us. You know, so I just uh, – where's Jimmy from Brooklyn? He could, he could tie this all together. You know, I'm just so pissed, Reed. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm incoherent. But I, you, you see, it's just – it's disgusting. It's totally disgusting, and they get away with it. Get away with it. By the way, we got Jimmy from Brooklyn. I'm going to give him to you now, Eric. We got Jimmy on line seven. Jimmy, uh, we're calling you. They're calling your name, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I heard him. I'm, I'm really happy about that. Listen, everybody says they're disgusted. They say this is hypocrisy. That's all true, but they have to realize this is an organized communist movement. They have a long-range strategy. If you were a communist, what would you do? Think about it. They got the women riled up. They got to get the blacks riled up. They got to get the environmentalists riled up. There's liable to be some kind of explosion at a nuclear plant. There's liable to be some kind of explosion at some oil refinery. There might be some, God forbid, some shootings at a black church. The Oklahoma City bombing got Clinton reelected, okay? 
Then uh, McVeigh, the terrorist, right? The terrorist. The media portrayed him as a right winger. Wait, how McVeigh, did how did how did the Oklahoma City bombing get Clinton elected, Jimmy? I'm not sure about that. How did that happen? The media said it was the talk radio, it was the conservatives, it was the right wing threat. Bill Clinton said that that bombing helped him get reelected. McVeigh trained at a camp, Elohim City. The leader there, Dennis Mahan, was a known Marxist. By the way, the Jimmy, communist- Jimmy, I, I just got to interrupt. I've been to Elohim City, and I know exactly what you're talking about because I, I covered a lot of the Oklahoma City, you know, the aftermath of the bombing, and um, and I know very much about. There was a lot of. Um, you know, there was a lot of this, uh, you know, a whole bunch of different things. But there were interesting calls coming from Elohim City, indeed, right after the rider truck was rented. Um, but real quick, Jimmy, I just don't I don't want to stray too far off. Uh, what do you make of these protests outside these Supreme Court justices homes? Well, they're illegal, but this is meant to make people angry. The left has a way of manipulating people on both sides. So you could some right-wing crazy counteraction, some violence, and that will hurt the conservative side. The left has influences on all sides. One of Putin's right-hand men, uh, Alexander Dugan, they have connections to David Duke, the Ku Klux Klan, Nazis. That's people working with Putin. This is like the old days when they would knock over Jewish tombstones or put swastikas in Jewish places in Europe, and it turned out that was the communist. You know who would be a good interview for you? The head rabbi of Ukraine. He talks about Russians who beat up Jews in, in Ukraine, but the Russians pretend to be Ukrainian nationalists. It's called discredit from within. And by the way, it Jimmy, works. and Jimmy, by the way, the other person I'd also like to interview, uh, wouldn't it be interesting to interview, you know, basically the patriarch there, the, uh, the orthodox leader in Russia? You know, who's sitting there like a puppet next to Putin going, yeah, 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 no problem that you're invading another country. There's a lot of people I'd love to interview. Uh, Jimmy, thank you. I always love your calls. Uh, Always really, really interesting. Uh, Let's go to Stan. Line four. Go ahead, Stan. Yeah, the communists are all over. They're in his pants. They're in here. They're over there. They're in the, in the studio with you. There's communists all over. That idiot. There's communists protesting abortion. Are you That's talking what? about Jimmy who just yeah, called Yeah, of up? course I'm talking about that brat idiot that just called. I'm not talking about you, of course. But there's communists all over the world. Although, and, and, listen, and Stan, I'm going to defend Jimmy because he's not here to defend himself. You know, he talks about sort of some of the history. You you don't think that this is like an organized group that's going out and protesting? I'm not going to get into communists or not communists, but but we have found out that like George Soros seems to be he's definitely supporting a lot of these soft on crime DAs. We don't know who's supporting these groups, but they're making tons of money. I mean, you know, it does seem like very organized, all these protests, and we're not seeing the president or Merrick Garland condemning it, Stan. I mean, they seem to be enjoying it because they're getting fundraising money coming in. What's your reaction? Women are protesting, and, and it's the communist conspiracy. I mean, this, I mean, this. Stan, you're not moron. answering my, my question to you. And well, since, wait a minute. No, he's no, on I, here. You had him on. I didn't have him on. No, no, no. I know, but I'm just, I'm, I, he's not here to respond after you just called him a moron. That's why. But let me, let me just get this far out of you, Stan. Don't you think it looks very organized, some of these groups? Because this group, Act Blue, has already gotten $28 million since this leak came out. And then we're not hearing 
the Department of Justice. We're not hearing the president. None of them are condemning this stand. Don't you think they should be condemning it? I have said to you, I do not want to see judges being harassed in their homes and so forth. I do not. And uh, threatening. Absolutely. There is a statute. We know that. I've said it. But they can stand across the street on the other side and yell. Yelling is not against the law. And if that, I, I don't like lousy words or disgusting words against these people. Actually, yelling across the street from a depart, from a justice's home is because that could be perceived as trying to influence their decision, and which it absolutely could. That is actually against federal law. So there's a, that is actually a crossing of that stand. Is uh, that part of the statute? Yeah, yeah. Part of the statute says it says it says you sh- you cannot pick it and you cannot protest in an attempt to try to influence a, just, a justice's decision. So I, am the, I said the statute. Yeah, uh, these should be protected. I, I didn't. I said that. So all I'm asking, Stan, is that they that they have equal standards for Republicans and Democrats oh, for protesters. Where were Stan, you when the abortion clinics were being harassed? And I, by the way, Stan. By the way, if you actually want to know, when I saw some of those clinics where where people were being seriously injured. I said no. I said that's wrong. I don't oh, like violence. No, I did. Yeah. I did, Stan. I don't okay. like violence. You say I, that. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go along with what you said if you said it. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Stan, <laughs> we agree. I love well, that. But uh, there's no communist conspiracy with women who are trying to get abortions, okay? That's a phony. That guy shouldn't even be allowed on. He's a joke. Please. Stan, we joke. love to hear from everybody, and I love to hear from you, too. Thank you, my friend. And everybody, we are talking about the passions, of course, that are going on. They're, listen, there are people who genuinely have passions about it, but you shouldn't be protesting at somebody's home. I, I just I totally disagree with Stan on that. That is not right. And some of them do seem awfully organized to Jimmy's point. Um, by the way, uh, before we go on the next uh, last few minutes that we have here of the show, I want to get your take on President Biden, because this is why I think these big groups are out there. They're gaining tons of money, as I pointed out. Act Blue, this left leaning group, has raised again a whopping twenty eight million dollars since this Supreme Court leak came out, they're not condemning the protests. They're illegal, Stan. Don't call them a moron. They're illegal, all right? So with all of that, I think part of it is Biden needs something to galvanize his base. And all he can do is either chastise Trump or allow these protests to kind of keep going. Like this combination is what they think clearly is sort of a winning combination or at least to try to get some win because people are totally disappointed on inflation, totally disappointed on the way he's handled foreign policy, uh, the border. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. They need something to try to galvanize their base. And all Biden keeps doing is trashing President Trump. Take a listen. This was him last week. Remember, anybody who supports Trump, they're bad. Listen. What are the next things that are going to be attacked? Because this MAGA crowd is really the most extreme political organization that's existed in American history. I mean, he just smeared tens of millions of people last week. And then today he went one step further in his discussion about inflation. It's not his fault the way he's handled the economy. It's not the Democratic policies. Oh, no. Everything is either the Republicans. It's Putin. It's, uh, you know. Uh, climate, you know, it's whatever you want to do. And it's anything other than President Biden. So take a listen. This is what he had to say today 
He actually said that Republicans want to raise your taxes, which is not true. And again, he tried to take a swipe at the person he fears the most, President Trump. So there's a lot. It's really complicated. I'm not suggesting American people can't understand it. They understand it, but they have, you know, they're working eight, 10 hours a day just to put food on the table. And so I think what's happened is we have, in a sense, I never expected. Let me say say this carefully. I never expected the ultra MAGA Republicans who seem to control the Republican Party now to have been able to control the Republican Party. I, I never anticipated that happening. I never anticipated that happening. Everything is MAGA, 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 MAGA. Well, I think he's going to have to be a lot more worried about President Trump. Elon Musk today came out and said that once he gets Twitter, which he hopes to be able to purchase and hopes that it goes through, he would get rid of the ban on President Trump and allow President Trump to come back on Twitter. So Trump may have a big platform on Twitter if he wants to. And also, we're going to be hearing a lot more blame everything on MAGA. Is this a sign of desperation by President Biden? We're going to talk about that and the base getting riled up with these protests when we come back. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. It's the Rita Cosby Show. And you are listening to the Rita Cosby Show. Elon Musk making a big announcement that when he gets Twitter, he will allow President Trump back on. Take a listen. I I do think that... uh, uh, it was not correct uh, to uh, ban Donald Trump. I think that was that was a mistake um, because it uh, it alienated a large part of the country and did not ultimately result in Donald Trump not having a voice. He is now going to be on Truth Social, um, as will uh, a large part of the sort of the the right in the in the United States, um, and so. I think this could end up being, frankly, worse than having a a single forum where everyone can debate. Um, So um, I guess the answer is that I I would reverse the PERMA ban. I would reverse the ban of President Trump. What's your reaction to this and how worried do you think President Biden is? Uh, President Trump and the MAGA movement, he seems to put everything on MAGA. Today he was asked about inflation. He's like, oh, you know, uh, well, the MAGA movement really is to blame. Uh, Putin's to blame. Everything's to blame other than President Biden and his policies. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Mike on Line 7. Mike, your thoughts about all this? 
How you doing, Rita? Yeah, I think we need to give uh, Biden and the rest of the Democrats the Margaret Sanger Award. That's the award where they started family planning to to wipe out the black and minority people. Um, and also, I think Biden is, is cornered. He's starting to use the blood of little babies. And, uh, I mean, that's he's very desperate. And uh, he's an evil human being. So is uh, uh, our Senator here, uh, Schumer. He, he's got to get one of those awards too. We gotta, we gotta push the Margaret. Why? Who Margaret Sanger was? She was Hitler's secretary who started family planning to wipe out the black and minority people. I, well, by the way, Mike, by the way, Mike, I have heard of some of the history of her. Um, I know some of the history of her, but. Um, it doesn't change sort of the passions of these movements and the fact that they're showing up at a number of these homes. Real quick, let's go to Nick on line one. Nick, your thoughts about this real quick, Nick. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I'm just calling from New Jersey here. Uh, what do you I think of Biden? Issue. Real quick. Yeah, you know, I don't like what Biden's doing, but I do support he's supporting Ukraine. Uh, one issue I have is you know, every time I call in, I hear this guy from Porous Hills. Oh, yeah. That, by the way, that, that's good old Stan. And by the way, I love hearing from all of you guys. I'll talk to you tomorrow night.